0: Hey listeners, welcome to the Black Health Lit Podcast, where we focus on Black health issues and education. I'm your host, Rachel Ray Crowder. Today's episode is titled Housing and Health. A healthy home can support health and wellness while preventing disease and injury. On this episode, I had a conversation with Kathy Hayes, who is a prominent realtor in Columbus, Ohio. We discussed important questions to ask about radon, lead, mold, and more when purchasing a new home. While you're here, make sure you check out the show notes for resources related to today's topic. I hope you enjoy listening to the Black Health Lit Podcast and you apply some of the information that you learn. However, I do want you to know that Black Health Lit is not a replacement for the advice of your licensed clinical professional. Tune in, get educated, be inspired, and live healthy. All right, we are back. Welcome back to the Black Health Lit Podcast, where we focus on all things Black health. Today, I have the pleasure of talking with Miss Kathy Hayes, and we are talking about housing and health. Before we jump into the topic, can you introduce yourself to my audience? Hello,
1: everyone. My name is Kathy Hayes, and I am currently with Keller Williams Capital Partners Realty, um, and... I, when this podcast comes out, I I might be with another agency, so we will update you with that information.
0: All right, so I'm super excited to be talking with you, Kathy. Cat Kathy was my realtor when I took that big leap and purchased a home, and she was phenomenal, of course. And I consider Kathy family at this point. And so,
1: I <laughs> what'd you say? <laughs> I appreciate you and
0: you were a great client too. Look, I tried. Um, So housing and health. So why are we talking about this? Um, I know a lot of people have talked over the past year, especially with the the whole uh, health inequities, health disparities, all of these things. And a lot of people have talked about social determinants of health and housing is one of those social determinants of health which just basically means when you have housing or if you don't have housing, it can indirectly impact your health. Um, but some, today we're gonna take a, a different approach to talking about housing and health because most Americans spend about 90% of their time in their indoors and about two thirds of that time is spent in their homes. And researchers have found that healthy homes promote good physical and mental health. And then also, if you have poor indoor air quality, lead paint, which we've all heard about the lead paint that they had back in the 80s when we were kids, and other hazardous, often coexisting homes, and that places children and families at a great risk for multiple health problems. So... Kathy, I know you have a ton of experience helping your clients find homes. And one of the things that, you know, can come up when you're searching for a home is radon or lead or, you know, some of those things can pop up when you're purchasing a home. So can you talk about what things people should be looking for when it comes to radon and lead if they're purchasing a home?
1: Okay, so um, when you go see a home, um it's important to know when the house was built because that will be an extra document you will have to sign so any house built before 1978 you will have to sign a lead-based paint disclosure and the seller has to disclose that they know of any lead-based paint in the home Um, and so as like both um, agents in it and the seller and the buyer have to sign this document to actually be in contract so, um, also with that, there is a piece on there that says, have you gotten a pamphlet? So that pamphlet will explain to you, um, what that you have knowledge about what lead based paint is, um, lead based paint, um, is known to cause defects in children. Most of the, most of the time children, because children are the ones that were putting the paint in their mouth. So,
0: you know, yes. an older
1: home paint chips and all of that and kids and pets and everything are putting it in their mouths and then you know then children are having disabilities because they have ingested you know this lead-based paint and just for an example um the the lead problem that's in Michigan um what city is that uh Flint Michigan yeah kind of the same thing like Yes, it's in their water. So a lot of people are being affected by it. It's kind of the same thing, you know, with paint. So back in the day, they made they made the paint with lead. So, you know, they just want to make sure that everybody understands. And most people in this day and age, people have changed the paint. You know what I mean? So it's, people have scraped paint off and put new paint on. There's never a really people know about if there's paint, but as a seller, if I've never been, if I've never checked it, then I don't have any knowledge of it. So um, on that document, it states, you know, are you waiving the choice to not have somebody inspect the home of lead-based paint or you get like a 10-day inspection period of you being able to get somebody in there? I will say majority of the time people don't, but I do say if it's an older flipped home, I feel like people should think about it you know, that being one of the, th- the items. Yeah. So um, when, when my clients get in contract, I send them inspectors and a part of my email, I always make sure I put in there all the different inspections that you can get. You know, it is probably like, I wanna say maybe a hundred dollars to like 150 to get somebody in there to do some checking on the paint. But it's really, it's at your discretion if you want to get it looked at. Um, But that's only if a house is built, you know, prior to 1978. So anything after that, you don't have to worry about it because they didn't put lead in the the paint. But that Mm -hmm. is something that I always, you know, say, hey, this is something that you can consider, but it's not, you know, how often is your children really chewing on paint? That's... (laughs) (laughs) That's where it's like okay you know if your paint is chipping you know are you gonna I feel like nowadays people will just change paint more often than you know back in the day so yeah but that is something that's very important you know if you are one of those people that want to make sure everything you know is a hundred percent you have the option to make sure that that is something that gets inspected
0: yeah yeah and I know you touched on this about how it can impact children the damage can be irreversible. It can affect brains, nervous system development. It can result in lower intelligence and reading disability. So that 150 inspection fee, if you're looking at a home that was built before once uh, in 1978, is well worth it because you do not want your children and pets eating lead paint. Correct. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, um, if somebody is looking to buy a home in the next, let's say one to three years, what should they do to start preparing?
1: You know what? I just thought about it. I'm sorry. I'm going to answer this question, but we didn't talk about radon. You mentioned radon, but I I just talked about, you know, the lead-based paint, but radon is something very important too before we, you know, go to that part. Yeah. Um, Um, So if anybody that doesn't know about radon, radon is a natural gas that comes from the ground um, and it mainly lives in basements. It can live in cross spaces too, um, one story houses, but mainly basements. Um, Because Ohio is just a breeder for, just things in general so like a lot of people like, I don't here you know what i mean yes. the pollen levels are always super high it's kind of the same thing you know with radon mm-hmm. so radon is known to at high levels so know how should have a radon level over 4.0 anything okay. over 4.0 is considered a hazard And so I always, any, you know, I always ask if somebody has a child, because that is always something I will want them, suggest them getting. That is around $125. Now I'm in this market, you know, sellers are not going to pay for you to get it mitigated. So what happens is they, uh, inspector will come in. They will put a system in the house for three days and regulate the radon um, movement in your basement. And what happens is like it, the average will go up and down, up and down and up and down. And then by the third day, they will see what the average is, radon levels in your house. Now, I will say in Ohio, and this is just, this is, I mean, I am an expert. I am an expert in real, in real estate. But I will say because Ohio is at higher levels, like if it if it comes back a six, it is above four. Now it's to your discretion, if you want to spend 1500 dollars getting a mitigation system for two points over, right? It's supposed to be under, but right. I don't know the research on two points above. You know, now yeah. if it starts getting in the tens and teens, you know what I mean? I definitely would suggest you know getting that mitigation system but because radon is just it's so much higher in Ohio I think you're always going to kind of run into that where it might be a couple points over a 4.0 but I definitely suggest if you have children to get this inspection now inspections I know people are like okay this is adding up but you know $150 150 for an inspection for radon, 125, you know, for lead-based paint. Um, and then your regular inspection is $350. So right there, yes, it's kind of expensive to get all of these inspections, but would you rather spend this money than to live in a house where then you're paying doctor bills higher right. than you did to get it inspected? So it's just like, do your due diligence to make sure that you are comfortable living in a house of one of the biggest purchases you're going to make, you know, you're going to have to spend a little money yeah. to get make sure you're comfortable, you know, living in a, in this
0: home that you're about to buy. In a healthy home, and, and yeah. just to add to that, so according to the... EPA, which is just the Environmental Protection Agency, radon is the number one cause of lung cancer among non-smokers. And then it's the number two cause of lung cancer for all people, only second to smoking cigarettes. Yeah. So it's yeah, dangerous. So. And that and that couple, the hundred dollars is well worth it, like you said, because if you get lung cancer or if your kids get sick and... It just really is worth it to get those additional inspections when you're purchasing a home.
1: Yes, I would definitely agree.
0: Okay. Okay. So before we so- go back to getting ready to <laughs> buy that home, are there any other, like anything in the same vein as lead or radon that people should be concerned with as far as the healthiness of their home environment?
1: Um, I would definitely say, like, when you are walking into a house, you know, gas, I feel like, you know, in the wintertime, you're using more gas in a house. Um, Just kind of smell, like, kind of pay attention to smells when you're walking into some of these older houses or even newer houses, you know, just kind of pay attention to certain things because, you know, gas, carbon monoxide is also (laughs) a killer. Um, I just watched something on YouTube where this lady was an Instacart um, delivery person and um, she was delivering groceries to an older person and usually she says she doesn't walk inside somebody's house but she was like he was older and so she was like I just felt like being nice that day and she walked in and she was like you know that smell. And I don't know if anybody ever smelled gas, but gas smells like eggs when it comes from like usually around a house area that mm. smell uh, you smell an egg smell, that's gas.
0: Oh, so she
1: so she, you know, I guess there's a messenger that you can message somebody, you know, he wasn't the person who who actually got the groceries, it was his daughter. And so she messaged him and sent her son over there and like. Yeah, there was a leak, you know what I mean? Oh, and I feel wow. like some people just think that, oh, it must be something in the air or like outside, you know, something must be stinking up the house, but that's something to pay attention to. Those things can happen all the time and you just wouldn't even know, you know, if you didn't if you didn't even have those examples, you know, of what it could possibly be.
0: Yeah, that's good to know it smelled like eggs because I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. I did not know Smell- that. I- I had a carbon monoxide scare last year <laughs> with my fireplace. So, I called myself, I go to Lowe's, my favorite place. When you when you first yeah, buy yeah. your home, you're at Lowe's like every day. <laughs> <Talking> about- <laughs> buying, buying stuff you didn't even know existed before you bought your home. But I was like, I need a new carbon monoxide detector because I was on the Google, went down the rabbit hole and it was like, you need one across from your fireplace and you need one upstairs. And I forget the other locations anyway, bought these high tech carbon monoxide detector detectors and it starts going off like a couple days later. And I'm like, oh my God, what is going on? My house is full of carbon monoxide. So I call, did I call the fire department? I think I called the fire department. I called my mom's maintenance man first, (laughs) all the way in Dayton. And he was like, Rachel, get out of the house. And I'm like, okay. So I go sit on the porch. I call the fire department. The fire department comes. They are like, do not go back in that house. Evacuate immediately. Yes. So they come- don't you know the carbon monoxide detector was faulty? It was a false alarm. <laughs> i sitting on my porch looking stupid. <laughs> that is scary. Yeah, it was so scary. I was thankful that it was a false alarm, but I took that, that carbon monoxide detector right back onto to the store. Um, but you can yes. never be too careful with carbon monoxide. Never. It'll take you up out of here.
1: Never you can never be too careful about that. You know, it's better that you call the fire department and let them decide <laughs> and yes. verify than yes. homework just like, hey, let me check. Like, you know. <laughs>
0: yeah and you know some of them firefighters be kind of fine so I wasn't too mad about it they came in here with their gear on they was all big and strong and I was like oh (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm, I'm telling you what I'm telling you um anyway so (laughs) (laughs) that was for mental health that day but the point is you, you should also, you made me think you should also have smoke detectors and carbon monoxide detectors in your home. Yes.
1: Yes. Those are definitely things you should have, um, something else. And we'll get to that. I mean, that's, it's part of the home buying process, but, um, also mode, so mode. So there's several, there's several different types of mode. You know what I mean? So you got your regular mode that just happens, you know what I mean? Uh, because of moisture. Yeah. And with that type means that you know you might just need need a dehumidifier to take that moisture out of the air. Or mold be, can become from can come from like water entering the house, maybe mm-hmm. from the roof or some type of leak of the pipe that's coming through the wall. Like that is very important. You know, nobody should live in a home that has mold. Now you can survive with regular mold. It's not good just because those um, the things that it gives off can come inside your body and you know what I mean that's when people people are allergic and all of that that can definitely um affect you in that way but it's the black mode that you should definitely not (laughs) live with you know and that's something that should be inspected now if you're buying a home and most homes don't have well most homes will have some type of moisture somewhere you know what i mean like no house is going to be perfect period so there's going to be some defect just like a human being there's going to be some type of defect the question is is it worth you know what i mean putting more money or whatever else into it so i always suggest like in a basement you know you Mm -hmm. can smell if there's moisture down there or not as soon as you go into a basement you can smell it
0: you can um
1: to eliminate some of that, you know, is definitely a dehumidifier to take that moisture out of the air so it's just not sitting on the walls and the, you know, the ceilings and stuff like that. Um, but if you are buying a home, there's like these, so there's different types. When you look at a, when you look at a wall, usually the mold that's not as bad is just like, you'll see that grayish, darkish, you know, yeah. color, yeah. right? You'll see that but black mold usually is like these little circles that are like little sprout of circles that are mold Mm. that that is where you need to like you gotta cut you know that part out of the wall like there's a whole situation that you need to mitigate for that so I definitely suggest that you know you get a professional to do that you know yeah. Um, a lot of people try to get rid of mold by, by themselves. Now, like I said, there's different types of mold. Now, if it's just like the surface mold, yes, you can get stuff to mitigate that yourself, but you want to make sure that it's a hundred percent gone. If it's just the regular mode, if it's black mold, like you need to hire a professional for that. Do not get, don't you do that by yourself and then you get yourself <laughs> Because you're not taking the right precautions to get rid of this. And I've had, you know, definitely an issue with clients not paying attention, you know, when I say certain things. Um, Older houses, um, a lot of older houses have they'll finish a basement, right? And you wouldn't know because it's behind the wall. Now, when most 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 basements are finished there's a certain way that you need to finish it that's why you shouldn't just get any kind type of contractor to just you know finish a basement because you need to make sure that that it is very insulated and secure within the two, between the two walls so that there's no moisture in there creating and then it's creating black mold yeah the longer mold sits the worse it gets and that's when it turns into that black mold and i've had a client before And I went to a basement and it was it had those wooden panels. And I was like, those wooden panels make me nervous. I was like, I really think that you should, you know, look further into that. Like, I smell a lot of moisture down here. There's carpet down here. Like, I just think you should, you know, look further into it. Well, he got his own inspector. It was an inspector that I personally know. Like, I'm going to give you somebody that I know to be. Yeah. You know, a good inspector like they're a regular inspector is not going to tell you if it's black mold or not but they're going to tell you that if they see if they feel like it's mold and then they're going to tell you to get a specialist well in this report it didn't really say you know what I mean suggested although I suggested it months later like maybe a month or two later like everybody was sick like they were throwing up and you know what I mean and um yeah they had to they called somebody to come in check it after like you know called a black mold person inspector to come in and the the whole basement was filled with black mold and that's why they were sick and throwing up and they had to stay in a hotel for like a month because they couldn't stay in the house like those I forget what it's called but it releases something in the air especially Uh once you start once you start touching it moving it around Ooh. Um, so that's when it starts really affecting you, but listen to your realtor when they tell you, Yeah. you know what I mean? When they tell you to do something, it's, it's not just to tell you it's, it's really to help you out. Right. So that is something that I would definitely say, those are the top three things that are important. Well, four things, which would be, um, right on, make sure, you know, if you have a basement Um and you have children and it can affect. Adults too, but mainly it yeah. affects children. Um, radon. Um, then you have your lead-based paint. You can't get past that. That's a document you have to sign for. Yeah. And then you have your mold, and mm. then you have your um, gas that you need to pay attention to. So those okay. are the those are the main things health wise in a house that are important to to make sure that you get looked at.
0: Okay good to know and i did a real quick google search because i was drawing a blank as well and it's called spores so spores release yeah into the (laughs) air Um, and when they are inhaled in large numbers they can cause adverse health effects especially if you have asthma or a weakened immune system yes and they are toxic yes yes yes
1: this whole family was (laughs)
0: <laughs>
1: Four <Ooh>, days <laughs>
0: that is horrible all right that is very right. informative and very helpful so now that we know what to look for or what to avoid when purchasing a home the lid the radon the mold um that we talked about carbon monoxide smoke detectors all of that so those are the things specifically related to the the health of the home and things in your home that can impact your health so back to the the question when I jumped ahead if somebody wants to buy a home in the next one to three years what should they do to start preparing in total transparency when I bought my home I did not prepare (laughs)
1: when we talked about it i was like you know i told you the things that you needed to have and then i mean but it wasn't you weren't in a bad shape you know some people can Mm -hmm. just go and just get the items that i tell you or the lender tells you that you need and be fine to go into it but some people um will need to know like what credit score they need to get up to or things that your lender will say you need to pay off to get to a to get to be able to purchase a home at this price, you know, that type of thing. So yeah. um, if you're looking to purchase within the next one to three years and you have questions, I would definitely suggest, you know, your first step is trying to find a realtor because a realtor is going to lead you in the direction of like maybe the, the best lender that they know um, and just kind of tell you, just kind of tell you the process along the way. Um, I definitely would say, you know, interview, Not I wouldn't say interview, but like, if you know, several realtors, make sure that you talk to all of them. Yeah. It's really about who fits you best personality wise, your trust, because you have to trust this person, you know, in this um, transaction to make sure that, you know, you guys both have an understanding. And so You know, that's your first kind of step is kind of looking, you know, looking for a realtor. And then that realtor can maybe then lead you towards the the direction of um, some lenders. So when it comes to lenders, um, there are several different loan options that they can give you. Um, The main three options that they will tell you about is FHA loans, conventional loans, and um, VA loans. Now, a VA loan is only for people who have um, served our country. So they um, are the only people that can get VA loans and they have to have a certificate. So oh, you have to be oh. able to submit a certificate that you are, were an active member in the service to be able to do that. You have to be able to find that that thing, that thing certificate. If you can't find it, you won't be able to get that VA loan. Okay. Um, a VA loan is for is zero down. So they don't have to bring a down payment to closing. Um nice. <laughs> it's nice, but in this I'm going to be honest like in this um market like you're it's just like having an FHA loan, like it's all about money and with FHA and I'm I'll explain FHA, but okay. like with FHA and VA loans, um you I don't want to say you're considered a liability but there's a little bit you have to have you have a lower you might have a lower credit score you might have less assets um and when i say assets i mean money down payment money
0: right um
1: and so over conventional means that you have to you have to have a certain amount of money in your account you have to have a certain credit score so they look at you as kind of like a stronger buyer um with VA I feel like it's more of a pulling your heartstrings type like this person has served our country you know right but it's it's really hard I've I've dealt with somebody with a VA and I feel like you know they just looked at them as like it was a like a FHA loan like it didn't really matter to them which is awesome for it's awesome to have that loan because you don't have to put a down payment down but Right. It's like comparable to, I'm guessing, another loan. I, I think it's a still a very, I think all three loans are very good loans. Yeah. Like you, you as a buyer and you have an FHA loan, you don't know why. It could be student loans. You know what I mean? That puts yeah. you at an FHA because you might have a higher payment because you went to school and you got all these school loans and that school loan continues. They look at that as a payment yeah so you know that might put you down further because of that so you know those are your main three now fha is a government loan it was created for you know middle class americans to be able to purchase a home Mm -hmm. at a lower down payment um average used to be like 3.5 percent, but i have seen some fha people put down like 3.2 percent down okay um But if with FHA loans, there is a, it's a payment on there called PMI. So PMI is an insurance that the lender has on that loan stating like, just in case you default on this loan, they're taking money. So it could be $30 up to like $200, depending on, you know, how big your house is. I think it's a percentage of whatever the house is um and that's what your payment so that pmi payment is for the life of the loan there's it right. doesn't ever fall off so comparable to conventional loan conventional once if you don't put 20% down it will fall off after you put 20% down so the pmi is not stuck on a loan with conventional forever so that's the difference between, you know, the okay. two loans, with the PMI um, with FHA, the home has to be in a certain condition because they're helping you get this home at a, a lower down payment. They're like, we don't want you to move in a house that you have to fix up to like
0: and right. put a lot of
1: money in. They're like, well, we want to make sure that we're getting our payment. So it can't have big holes in the wall. Like it can't have like plates missing off of light switches, like it has, it'll go through an appraisal and that FHA appraisal will, de- you know, decide on if the seller needs to do stuff to the house to for this appraisal to go through. Okay. With conventional, they're not as particular about what the house looks like. So that's kind of where in this market, why sellers prefer conventional loans because the appraisals are not as particular as they are with VA and FHA. Gotcha. Um, also, also with a VA loan, you have to get a termite inspection. So I that's something you should always get in general. Like you should always get a, a termite inspection, but with VA, you have to have one. And it's weird. The person buying the home can't pay for it kind of weird i don't know why that is but weird they,
0: it's,
1: it's very weird they want you to get something but they don't want you to pay for it like somebody <laughs> else has to pay for it. very weird um so these are those are the three main ones um i would suggest if you can in this market definitely try to get a conventional loan to be that able to really be able to fight in this market but if you can't it's fine you know what i mean yeah like you might have to you know finagle some other things to try to get that, that seller to look at your, um, your offer, but people are getting, people are getting homes with FHA loans all the time. And it really is just up to the seller or what the agent is telling the seller about when they're looking at these offers. So, but if you can, if it, if, if your lender says you can go FHA or conventional, the best way to go conventional because your, your PMI can eventually come off. There's,
0: yeah. you know,
1: you're just in a better place. So after you are pre-approved, um, then the agent is able to set you up on a search within that pre-approval amount. Mm-hmm. So you would tell them like, you know, I want to be in this area with, you know, how many rooms, bathrooms, I need a fence, you know, all those things. And I
0: need a bathtub. <laughs> I was curious so, yeah. that bathtub. <laughs> yes,
1: that bathtub, and it's that's when I realized that a lot of these masters do not have bathtubs. Yep, yep. <laughs> that is,
0: they
1: do not. I didn't realize that until we started looking for homes, and you're like, okay, this bath, this master only has a shower. Yep. Um. Oh, I didn't. I just thought about it. I didn't mention it with conventional. Uh, first-time home buyers um, and some lenders can do three percent down. So, conventional is five percent. Okay. five percent and up, but if you're a first-time home buyer, some lenders will be able will allow you to put three percent down. So, I would definitely suggest, you know, if you're a first-time home buyer, ask your lender about that. Okay. Um, and so. So now that you're on a search, you should get, you know, these listings every day. Um, And then when you see something, um, you definitely should hurry up and contact your realtor because these homes are going fast. They
0: are. (laughs) They're going really, really really fast. (laughs)
1: So in, um, so once, you know, you see a house you like, you and your realtor will walk through it and know make sure it's safe enough and it has all the things that you're looking for and then once it's accepted like there's a cold contract um there's several different contracts that you will sign to be to be able to send in an offer um different agencies will have you sign different things so you will sign a mini disclosures. You will sign an anti-fraud disclosure that explains that, you know, hey, well, with Keller Williams, an anti-fraud disclosure is stating basically that, you know, you will not send your bank account information. If you ever get an email from me asking about your bank information or any personal things, then it's not me, and that my email has been hacked. Yeah. Realtors don't need your personal bank information. We don't need your social security number. Like the title agency or the lender might need those things, but I shouldn't personally need those things. So if you get an email from me asking that, most likely I've been hacked. Yeah. Then you have the consumer guide to agency um, document that states like, what you're, as a realtor, what I'm able to be. I can be a buyer's agent. I could be a seller's agent. I can be a dual agent. Dual agent means that I am the only realtor in that transaction working with the buyer and the seller. Now with that one, is basically stating that um, I can't give any information to either, <laughs> either oh, party. Wow. I can't have a bias because I'm kind of just here doing the paperwork. Yeah, They have to figure out, these things on on their own because i can't help either party okay in the situation so i try not to do dual agency too often unless it's like people that know each other and they can like talk it through and i just i'm just the legal person that's helping them i'm not i'm not say legal i'm not legal but the document documentations to make sure that they are moving in a, a legal way of you know purchasing and selling a home
0: okay um
1: Um, and then you start, you already talked about the lead-based paint disclosure. Mm -hmm. Um, you'll have a residential property disclosure. The seller has to give you information if anything has been fixed in the home in the past five years that they've lived in there. So if they lived in there three years, they have to, they have to submit this document and they have to state anything that they fixed or any problems that has happened in the home or is currently happening in the home. Mm -hmm. Um, then you have an agency disclosure that explains everybody that's in this transaction that says, I'm Kathy Hayes and I am representing Rachel Crowder in this and then mm-hmm. um, so forth with the seller and the agent. And then you have your actual contract. So um, you if you're on a team, you might have a team disclosure. You have to disclose everybody that's on your team because there might be somebody on your team that they don't like, and they might not want to work with you. Yeah, that um, can happen. You know, it's happened. So that I mean, clearly this, these disclosures are around for a reason. Yeah. So, um, so you have that, um, I just, it's a long process of, I mean, it's a 30 day process a home in this market, they want you to close in 30 days. So then you have your lender things that they might have you do. I won't go too deep into that because I'm not an expertise in the lending part. So, you know, when it comes to, you want to make sure that you suggest a lender that you know is going to take care of their clients. Right. And uh, you know what I mean? There's going to be times that you have to step in and talk to the lender, but you don't want too much where you they're asking you questions about certain things about the lending process and you can't really give them that information because things change all the time the lender should know things yeah that are changing we don't get that information all the time
0: yeah
1: um so just to like go faster so we're not on here for all forever so you have the contract (laughs) once you've once you're in contract you have um you'll actually have start your application with the lender. Then they'll have you doing all these different things. So Mm -hmm. from the get-go, which I forgot to mention, there's certain things that you need to be pre-approved, which is you need three past months of bank statements. So that's your checking, that's your savings, whatever, wherever this money that you're going to down, put your down payment, Mm -hmm. they need to see those accounts. Yes. Then you need three past months of pay state pay stubs. They need to see that you're getting paid on a regular and that it's not fluctuating or it's the same amount for the past three months. Um, if you're working overtime, I'm not for sure. I, I feel like they didn't really, they don't really look at overtime because that's not guaranteed.
0: Right. So they just
1: kind of want to see, you know, what's your, what's your regular pay and then, you know, your, and how much different is that then your overtime and stuff like that. And then they need two past years of tax statements. So if anything that you guys need to remember is that is what you need to really get started. If you haven't paid taxes, you cannot buy a home.
0: Hey. <laughs> so just make sure
1: everybody, <laughs> everybody, pay your taxes, then you can buy a home.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That makes sense. So, I hadn't thought about that. <laughs> I
1: mean, when you think about it, it's like if you owe the government, why is the government gonna allow you to buy a house? Right. Right. It's very all it's all connected. Yep. Um so skip forward, once you start the process of what you put in your application, they'll need to look at these those those three items again to make sure. That you are cool. So they're at they'll they'll ask for maybe another month because they already maybe it took you a little bit longer to find a house. So they'll probably ask for them again. Yeah. So just I know, I know it's kind of frustrating to keep getting the same information, but anything can happen in three months. So, yeah. you know, they will need that information. An appraisal will be ordered. Um, an appraisal is to make sure that your house is worth what you're buying. So If a house is 250 and you go in contract for 260, it's the appraiser's job that making sure that you can, that this house is worth 260. Right. So we'll run comps and all of this different stuff to make sure in the neighborhood to make sure that this house is worth 260. Right. Um, Then you have, it goes into an underwriting process. The underwriter makes sure that all documents are correct. Um, and then you'll be prepared for closing. So within all of this, there's always going to be little intricate things in between. And this yeah. is where your road, you know, helps you kind of navigate through it. But it's a 30 day process. It goes really fast, right? Like, um, once lightning you, fast Once is <laughs> like, it speeds right by you. So, yep. um, just be prepared to like, you know, be ready to work. You know what I mean? Buying a house. I don't, don't it's it, it's a fun, it's an exciting time in your life. It's gonna be one of the biggest purchases that you make, but yeah. you know, don't be so nervous. A lot of people are nervous, but if you just if you have bring everything that people ask you for, you'll be fine, you know? Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of anything. So that i'm not taking up all the
0: time because this like i said oh the time <laughs> okay a couple things a couple things i want to highlight that you shared. so make sure that you paid your taxes <laughs> 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 make make sure that you you are, have had a reality check with your debt you talked about student loans so understand yeah. you know what what is your debt get that under control make sure you have your budgets in place, make sure you have found a good realtor so that they can guide you through the process. That's what I kind of captured so far from what you shared.
1: Yes. Um. And just to touch base on
0: budgets
1: and all of that. So just because you are given, you know, $400,000, you know, <laughs> right. pre-approval, that might not be what you're comfortable, you know, buying, you know, so as a realtor, I ask like, what is your comfortable payment a month? Because what your comfortable payment a month might not be what your pre-approval is for. Right. And so I'm going to make sure you stay in your comfortable payment because nobody wants to be house poor. Like, you don't want to have to give up trips because you're going to be stuck in your house paying yep. for a house. Yep. Um, also with I didn't mention credit score I mean things have changed because of COVID you know it used to be like with FHA it used to be maybe like a 640 maybe a little bit lower for other people I want to say it's like a 660 now to even or 680 to get you know to be able to get pre-approved um for conventional I definitely believe it's in the 700s to be able to get pre approved for conventional. So, credit score is very important, you know, to and your debt to income is yeah. ratio is very important. Um so they want it to be a certain amount every payment that's a credit card or your, you know, car payment, they look at that and the, what you make is based off what, you know, your debt to income and then it, that decides how much of a house you can buy. Yes. So the more money you make in payments, the less house you're going to be able to buy. Yep. So just keep that in mind. Try to keep your debt in line. Um, when you're purchasing a house, I will scream it to the top of the <laughs> mountain. Do not buy anything major. Don't buy a car. Don't yes. go buy furniture. Do not, do not co-sign for anybody on a car or a credit card. <laughs> I am screaming this because I've had so many clients be like, oh, I'm in contract now. I can go buy furniture. No, no. you cannot. <laughs> with cash, with your cash, if you have cash to do so, but do not use your credit card and swipe it because you might not be able to buy a house now because you bought a couch. Yeah, Because you could be yep. so close. That it can take you over where it's saying you now can't afford a house of your credit because you bought, you know, $1,500 couch and now it's like, oh, sorry, you changed your debt to income and it says that you can't purchase a house.
0: Yep. This has happened several times. That is a major key. (laughs) I know when I was in contract, I was like, okay just be still (laughs) don't do nothing
1: (laughs) do not do anything major i know everybody wants to move into a house and have brand new furniture you can
0: right after you close leave the building and go (laughs) buy your furniture (laughs) (laughs) oh my god yes people do people do that they start going crazy girl home goods marshall's value city ashley's and now you don't have a house to put all that new stuff in
1: (laughs) um and while we're on the money part so money that you just need to have saved up so we've already talked about you know inspections Mm -hmm. we already talked about your inspection is going to be you know around if you got all those things that i'm talking about like lead-based paint you know radon your regular inspection you get a termite inspection definitely always get a termite inspection that's yeah. at the top of the list too um set aside money for that it might be $800. eight hundred dollars i i rather you pay eight hundred dollars knowing that you're getting the house that you want Than to not invest in it and then now you're in a house that you don't want and you know and you could have avoided that you know eight hundred dollars ago yeah um rather spend eight hundred dollars than two hundred thousand dollars oh yeah um so also money that you have to think about is an appraisal the appraisal is something you pay on your own so that's um around a hundred like four hundred and fifty dollars to five hundred yeah um and also um you will have an earnest money deposit so earnest money deposit is a goodwill deposit stating that you really like this house and that you're willing to put money down on it yeah you will get it back if you follow the contract you have two times to to be able to get out of this contract and most likely get your money back And I say most likely because it has to be mutually signed by the seller and the buyer to get your money back. Okay. Um, But most sellers will, like if you're in inspection, so one time to get out of the contract is inspection period. If you go through the inspection and it's terrible and you're like, I don't want this house. As long as you turn in your termination of contract within the time period that you can, you'll be able to get your money back. But it does have to be mutually released by the seller. Like the seller still has to sign for it. We always pray that, you know, there's people in the world that's like, let's just get out of contract and move to the next person. You will have people who will be jerks and be like, I'm not signing that paper.
0: Oh God. Now
1: there, I mean, it's, but you get that money back, it's just in two years. It'll stay in an account for two years. And once that two years is up, that money is released back to you. Okay. So it's not forever gone. It doesn't go to them. That money is never guaranteed to them at all. Unless you guys write up a contract and said, because I decided to, you know, forfeit this contract in the middle of the contract, because I don't want this house anymore. And you decide to give them your earnest money. That would be a different contract. But okay. um, But most of the time, I haven't really had anybody that was like reluctant to sign this if you follow the contract. Okay. Um, and then you have it where your appraisal time. So you say your appraisal comes back and um, you went in for 260 and it was originally listed at 240. Mm-hmm. And it comes back 250. Mm-hmm. Now clearly it's under value of what you offer, but it's still over the value of what they listed for you still have to negotiate where that in-between money comes from, right? Right. So it can, the seller can say, we're fine with just taking the 250 or they can say, we need you to bring a certain amount. We need you to bring the whole amount. Like anything outside of what is appraised has to come from your pocket, like a buyer's pocket. That's outside of the down payment. That's outside of closing costs, all of these different things. Now, if you guys can't come to a mutual agreement on how that in-between is taken care of, that's when you can terminate the contract. Okay. So that's two times. inspection
0: and appraisal.
1: Yes. Okay. That you, can, that you can get your money back or that you can, you know, terminate a contract without really being penalized.
0: Okay. Um,
1: or if something just happened, you lost your job. You know what I mean? Most people yeah. understand that, like, I lost my job. I can't afford this house anymore. You know, most people will understand and they will give you your money back. But, you know, it just has to be a good reason why you can't just back out
0: of a contract. Right. That's how I got Uh, my house. Remember... It was in yes. contract and then the guy didn't get the job that he thought he was getting and then I was like Kevin, it's back! It's back! I want it! I want it!
1: And yes, we bought for that house. We have seen that. We have wrote like two contracts on that house. I feel like Yes! It was like definitely, it was a multiple offer situation and I was like, how many years ago? That was tw- 2019. Yeah, and that wasn't even that bad I think maybe it was like you were up against like three other people and this market yeah. is like seven to ten people oh god I find on my home right now
0: oh my god
1: um, yeah so you know oh and then I feel like those are the one more money thing that you have okay. to think about is cl- closing cost yeah so cost is something that um I can't remember if they paid any of the closing costs. Did they pay any of your closing costs?
0: Yeah, I got lucky. Got
1: yes. So, I think we, I think they were just tired of being in and out of contract because I feel like they were in contract like twice and something yeah. happened. And they were like, we'll just give you three, like $2,000 <laughs> <laughs> We yeah. need to get this house closed. But in this market, it's so many offers on a home that it's kind of hard to ask for closing costs. So the average closing cost city of Columbus is 4000 or 3500 to
0: 4500 Okay. So
1: that is something that you will have to bring out, you know, extra to the table. So, you know, you have, so now when you're thinking about all the things that you have to think about. About when buying a house you have to think about all the inspection money Mm
0: -hmm. you have
1: to think about the money although you get the money back for the earnest money deposit but that does have to be given within a certain amount of time whatever it says on your contract yeah so it says in the contract it has to be given three days after acceptance then you have to submit a certified check or uh, a money order or something to wherever they tell you that it needs to be sent to. Okay. Um, but you do get that back at closing. So once, mm-hmm. if you follow the contract, you get it back at closing. And most of the time they use that as like, your, you know, part of your closing costs that okay. you have to bring. Then you have, you know, you pay for your appraisal. Then at closing, you will bring your down payment you will bring your closing cost and anything outside of what you agree for the appraisal gap. If there is an appraisal gap or something that you decided that you would bring towards yeah. the you know to the table. So those are the things that to think about money wise when you're thinking about buying a home. Just you know calculate the money that you are comfortable you know bringing. Yeah. So if you know if your house is two hundred and you know fifty thousand dollars and you are you know conventional three percent that means you're bringing seventy five hundred dollars plus an extra we're just going to say forty five for closing costs we know the initial what you have to bring to the table is twelve thousand dollars
0: yeah
1: that's what you have to bring to the table just to close it yeah. Outside of, you know, your $800 for your inspection. So right. those are things to think about when you're buying a home. Like if you don't, if you know the houses that you're looking for is a $250,000 home, make sure that you have saved up, you yes. know, $750 because that's the amount of money that you're going to have to put down. Yeah. There are down payment assistant programs called OFA with lenders. So there's different OFA programs that you can use. I think they're very good programs if you need them.
0: Okay. And
1: I say, if you need them, if you have the money and you just don't want to spend it, I don't suggest that. Okay. I don't suggest it because in the long run, like your interest rate, there's not a lot of free money around. There is free money. Some people will run into it um, there are some programs out here that if you live in a certain area that they're trying to build up, they will give grants to, yeah. but you have to be okay with living in certain areas to get those grants. But with down payment assistance, there's nothing is really free in life right now. Like they, they're just not giving money away. So it has to come from somewhere and it's your interest rate. Yep. So if, if you were a regular conventional and you didn't take down payment assistance, your interest rate might be 3.2. But if you take this down payment assistant, mm. your interest rate is going to be a five. That's a different. big that's difference big. in payment. Yeah, that's a big difference in payment. Yeah. So I always say when you're talking to your lender, make sure that they break down those type of things. They can break that down for you and put it yeah. side by side and say, how much would I pay if, if it's fha how much would i pay if it's conventional what would i pay if it's conventional down payment assistance so that yeah. you can see the payment difference you can ask your lender whatever you need do not be scared to ask your lender these questions because it's your money they yeah. want your money they yep. need to answer the questions that you have
0: yep yep um
1: and so those are the things that I definitely suggest. Like, look at your scenarios and what you're comfortable paying. Mm-hmm.
0: That's good advice. You got to do what's best for your budget and you have to do what, what fits in your budget. <laughs> do yes. not end up house poor because I yes. definitely would like, some millions of dollar home in the hills of california however (laughs) the paycheck says otherwise (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) but going back to the health piece kathy i really appreciate all the information you shared um before we close out i do like to ask all of my guests a wellness question and or two and the first one is what does wellness mean to you um
1: wellness what wellness means to me um wellness means that I am very healthy uh, mentally physically and emotionally yes (laughs) so you know I want to be well in all of those not to say I mean I just feel like we're in a time period that we're not we're not probably going to get all three of them at the same time but that's our goal you know what I mean yeah um but I think that, you know, making sure that I'm eating healthy and that I'm exercising as much as I can, Um, drinking water, you know, put liquids in my body, Um, wellness, you know, making sure that I am able to live a healthy life and that I'm able to be able to take care of my loved ones. So if I'm not well and I'm not taking care of myself, how am I going to take care of someone else? So it's very important to me, you know, how I, how I live. And I will, you know, I was just telling somebody the other day that I've never even been admitted to a hospital. I'm like, you know, thank God that's a, you know, that's a blessing. It's true cannot say that at the age of 36 that they've never been admitted to a hospital so you know I want to keep that going as long as long as I can
0: yeah yeah that is definitely a blessing why is black health literacy important
1: um it's important because I think our normal lifestyle of how you know we grow up um we don't we don't we didn't grow up eating the right things a lot of our parents didn't grow up eating the right the right thing so and things are just passed on and I think being able to you know pass that information to like I'm growing up and nothing against my parents I love them to death and they did a great job raising me but I think about all the things that I didn't eat that I'm eating now you know like salmon I had a salmon croquette that was you know, fried, but I never had a real piece of salmon, you know, growing up, and so it's important that, you know, I teach when I have children that, you know, these are healthy things, everything doesn't have to be fried and all of that, so I definitely think that getting the literacy of, you know, to Black people, because we're, we have the highest diabetes, we have the highest levels in a lot of different areas that, you know, if we just know, you know better, you do better, yep. So that's why I think it is, you know, better, you do better. And then you can pass that to your, to your children and your children will pass that to their children. And so you can have a long lineage lineage, and you can see your, you know, your great grandchild, you know, grow
0: yes. up. Yes. Yep. When you know better, you do better and you can pass that on to your child. I like that. <laughs> So, Kathy, thank you so much. Um, I think that people are really going to receive this well. I hope that people feel educated and better positioned to prepare themselves to buy homes and then also know what to look for in the health of a home and also what to look for so that that home doesn't end up making you sick. Um, (laughs) if people want to work with a phenomenal realtor named Kathy Hayes, or they just, they just want to follow you and and just, you know, follow your journey in life. How can people connect and learn more about you and your work? Um,
1: you can, um, go to my Instagram page is, um, miss Kay Hayes. And you can contact me. um, I am in the Columbus area. I have two numbers. Um, I suggest that you just dial my direct 937 number, 937-266-3603. Or you can contact me on 614-427-2742. I also um, check my email very regularly, which is kathy.hayes at kw.com. Um, and that's k-a-t-h-y dot h-a-y-e-s at kw.com. Um, my website is down because I'm, I am switching brokerages uh, soon. So, um, but if you would like to know more information on possibly buying a home or selling a home, I would love to send you a comp. Um, we could talk about, you know, what's selling in your area and get your house on the market because it is a seller's market. Yeah, um, sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> but, you know, unfortunately, it, it sucks to be a buyer in this market, but that means the economy is actually doing well when it's a seller's market. When yeah. it's a buyer's market, that means people are losing jobs. And I mean, people always are like, oh, I can't wait. But, like, the reality is, is if it, if, if, if it's a buyer's market it's usually the, a bad sign
0: the comedy, not, not that well it's a bad sign. Well thank um, you so no. much. Oh and your I and your IG is Miss KaY Hayes. Um, if people want to follow you there so thank you so much I will put all of the links and your contact information in the episode description so that people can find you and get ready to buy their homes their healthy homes (laughs) and be healthy in their home so (laughs) again thank you so much Kathy it's been great
1: thank you for inviting me to your podcast this is, I think they're really good. I'm, I'm so excited for you. I'm excited that you're definitely getting the word out to the Black community about several different, you know, health issues. And, um, and that is something we definitely need. So I can't wait to see what, what you have to offer this
0: year. <laughs> Thank you, Kathy. Welcome. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in today. Remember that the Black Health Lit podcast episodes will be released every first and third self-care Sunday of each month. To stay connected, you can find Black Health Lit on Facebook, IG, and Twitter at Black Health Lit. Let's keep the conversation going between each episode on social media with the official hashtag BlackHealthLit. Make sure you subscribe on Apple Music or Spotify so that you can stay up to date and travel on this journey to reclaiming our health.